Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, somebody I respect very much. I'm appreciative of his influence on me, uh, especially in my high school years, and I'm excited to share him with you. His name is Mr. Ben Jeske. If you're from the Kenosha area, you probably know Ben. Uh, if you're around Shore and Lutheran High School, you definitely know Ben. He's a good dude. Uh, he's a good dad, great husband, and he's got all kinds of things to offer the world. So uh, I want to share him with you today. A reminder that this is the first podcast with Ben, so it's going to be a lot of background information on him, getting to know him a little bit, getting to know his history and his thoughts and all that kind of good stuff so that when we get to future episodes, uh, you know kind of where he's coming from and what his background is. So bear with us if it gets a little bit long. He's got some cool stuff to say, some good stories to share in this episode, though. And uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about being a dad and disciplining your kids. We're going to talk about uh, marriage. We're going to talk about masculinity. We're going to talk about uh, getting over past mistakes, all kinds of different things in there. We're even going to talk about minivans and beards and that kind of good stuff too. So tune into this one. Give it a good listen. Um, when you do, make sure you're finding Ben or his wife or whoever it might be on social media and, and giving them feedback on it as well. Uh, make sure you're sharing this podcast with friends and family. Do the things you know you got to do to make this thing grow. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the podcast with Mr. Ben Jeske. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Good. All right, here we go. We got Ben Jeske. Howdy. Uh, is Ben, who and what are you? No, <laughs> you are um, an enigma. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're living in Kenosha right now? Yes. Uh, let's give a little background on who you are, where you're from. Uh, you I'm from like. Kenosha. Actually, I was born here in 1982. Uh, I went to Shoreland Lutheran High School. Um, and then I went to MLC for a f- couple, two, three years. And then I met my lovely wife, Renee. And then we were at FEL for a while up in Appleton. And then she took a call down here five years ago. And we're back. Awesome. And she's a Spanish teacher, correct? She is indeed. Yeah. Senor, what is it? Senora Papalardo. There you go. <laughs> because awesome. Because Jeske in Spanish is Jeske. And <laughs> you know that was me? about to be my question. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I couldn't go to work every day with someone calling me Jeske. <laughs> no. Right out. I yeah, especially high schoolers. I can imagine that wouldn't. That would <laughs> be, you got to clean those desks every day. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of slime flying around. All right, so uh, your dad was a principal at Shoreline. How many, how many siblings do you have? We have there are eight of us. Eight of you. Yes. I'm and where seven. do you fall? You're seven of eight? Seven of eight. What's that like? Uh, it's interesting. It's a madhouse <laughs> when I was younger. How many bedrooms? Not enough. <laughs> there were one, two. Oh, so my parents, they, they bought the house there and now turned it into a duplex because they took a call out to Minnesota and then rented it out for, I don't know, 10 or so years. And then they just kept having kids. <laughs> and, then, and then my dad got the call to Shoreland, and he said, hey, guys, we're going to need that whole house, so you need to move. And then we did. So we had two driveways and four entrances to the house, and we used them all. That's and we're <laughs> still parking cars in the street because it's a 19-year spread, oldest to youngest. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. So that's kind of a, a unique relationship between the oldest and the youngest then, too. Yeah, right? like my oldest sister is my godmother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. It, it is. Yeah. So she would have been, what, like 16, yep. 17 when 16 you were born? When I was born. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And then I, there's got to be at least some... Uh, Yes, I know they're high schoolers, but there's got to be. Uh, it's got to ease the 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 child rearing process a little bit there. Oh yeah, to have my that many older siblings. siblings were my babysitters. Yeah, I mean until I was like five, and then mom was like, "Ah, oh, you're old enough. You're fine." <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the youngest Cut child own, syndrome right there. Cut your own steak. You're great. <laughs> but no, awesome. I was doing like, you know, that many kids. I was doing laundry at five and six. If yeah. I could get to the stool up there and reach the buttons, that's when you learned how to do laundry, which was very good. What does um, the Jesky clan look like? The Jeske clan is a it's a hot mess. We're all over the place now. We got three the three older brothers are out in California. We're split four and four. Four boys, four girls. Um, like a better partridge family. <laughs> and uh, we got Minnesota, Maryland, and the three youngest actually live in Kenosha again. We're all okay. the younger the younger tribe moved back. Yeah, I was my sister and I were bonus babies. We were there's six years between me and the next one. Okay. And then three years to my sister. So my mom was yeah. into her 40s. We'll just say that when my sister was <laughs> uh, So it's all, I was almost an oldest child or a middle child and a youngest child because they'd leave time. in shifts. Yeah. And I mean, my oldest brother went into the Marines when I was five. And then that was the last time he lived at home. He was right. 19. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Scooted out. How yeah. weird is that when all of your siblings just like slowly start to disappear? It was weird. It messed me up a little more than I realized. It was I wasn't until a long time later that I realized, oh yeah, I, that really bothered me that they just kept leaving. Like, yeah, where are you guys going? Yeah, it's got I, it's got to be weird for. I, I feel like it's a like when parents are empty nesters, there's just like, ah, oh, you know. And then after a while, it. especially when you have eight kids, it's got to just be right. like a relief to be yep. to be an empty nester. But then when you're a kid. It's like just like slowly becoming more alone. Yeah, that's, really, <laughs> that's what it was. Because <laughs> um, my we had people at the house all the time, and it never bothered my parents. They're yeah. Like, oh, what's? I mean, we're feeding. Oh, and my grandparents lived with us. Okay. So like minimum, we had twelve people in the house, like for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it was just <laughs> a lot, and it wasn't that big of a house. Cause my my grandparents had three rooms. They had a bedroom, a living room, and okay, yeah, 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 all that stuff. So they had like their own little apartment in there, and then the rest of the family like, yeah, sure, we'll build a bedroom in the basement. That'll work. <laughs> uh, we'll convert the attic. It'll be great. That's cool. Yeah, that's my goal. Some days to have a mess of kid, a mess of snot nosed kids running around. Yeah, and just like friends and family in and out of the house all the time. You just can't even tell who's who. All the time. Yeah, just like full house. Yep. Just full scale. Yeah, but you get really used to all that, and then you know. Your older brothers moved to California or they go to college and all of a sudden you're not just short a brother, you're short like the four friends that were always over all the time. And then all of a sudden your house is really quiet and you have room, (laughs) room to do stuff. (laughs) So did you, would your brothers like involve you in stuff as a kid Um, or were you just like an, you know, the, they, they did pretty well brother considering that I was 12 years younger than the next oldest one. Oh wow. Cause it was girl, boy, 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 girl, girl, me, girl. Yeah. So there's two girls in between you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they let I you remember, take along and stuff, though? Yeah. Yeah. They, um, I remember I learned how to play Dungeons and Dragons at six years old because <laughs> that was the cool thing. That was 1988. Yeah. So that was, and they'd let me play. They'd talk me through it. And yeah. I didn't I mean, do much. You probably never won, but. <laughs> no. No, I was, I think I got in the way more than anything. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I learned a lot about life. Talk, because they were, I was six, they were 18 to 22. Mm. So, you know. 
they kept it mostly kosher, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a, uh, like, you kind of get out of the way of the, uh, like, you're mature enough at that point to be, like. Mm-hmm. You, you can know. hold it back. You can yeah. control your mouth most of the time. Yeah. Do you, so what, like, do you have a pretty strong relationship with them as an adult? Or? Uh, a couple of them. Yeah. They, it's hard because they moved to California. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't, I mean, one of my brothers, we still talk on the phone sometimes. We have Facebook stuff, but I haven't seen, actually, face-to-face with them in nine years. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah. It's sad. Like, I miss him. He lived right. in town for a while, and I got to know his kids, and, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a bummer. But, yeah. you know, he's got his own life. He's doing his thing, and you can <laughs> and living in California, it's expensive. Yeah, it is. I just very expensive. So flying his wife and two kids home. <laughs> yep, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, your dad was the principal at Shoreland Lutheran High School, mm-hmm. and while you were a student there, or no, that was uh, around the time I was born. Okay. Yeah, but uh, my siblings all had him. Okay. My older, my the oldest, four or five, were there. Yeah. So we all eight of us ended up going to Shoreland. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Long legacy. So now, but now I'm getting to the point where my friends or my siblings' friends have kids at school. So, yeah, I'm talking to like, oh, hey, Brian. He's like, yeah, I changed your diaper once. I'm like, that's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah, see your daughter's student body president. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it's the other thing. I can't go anywhere. I mean, um, Renee calls my face a a Kenosha credit card (laughs) because I look just like my dad. I mean, Minus the glasses, I am my dad. And, yeah, you go around, and people are like, hey, you're a Jeski, right? I'm like, yes, I am. She's like, which one? <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So you're, is your dad still in town? Yeah. They're at Mount Zion? Yep. Okay, so what did he do after he left Shoreland? Was he still teaching somewhere, uh, or was he? A million things. A million no, he, things? he retired from teaching Okay. for a while. That was a, well, he was principal and band director and choir director and religion teacher and dean of students for a stretch in there. You say the, like, uh, that's, uh, the joys of small school. Yeah. Yeah, we were really... Well, there was a, there, I'm pretty sure there was a teacher shortage then, and there were, some, there were some challenges with the board there and all that jazz, but yeah. we They worked it out, and then my dad said, you know, I'm going to go sell flooring at Color Tile instead. So <laughs> are, you, are you glad your dad wasn't your principal, or do you think uh, it would have been... Or is it just kind of one of those things, or it just didn't happen? It'd so. have been okay. I had my my mom was my teacher for second and sixth grade. Okay. And I, we had fun with that. Like I've always gotten along really well with my parents, because well, I got to watch the older six kids, <laughs> and I, and it was to me it was like, well, why would you say that to dad? You're going to get in trouble. That's a oh. horrible choice. And so I had I had being mom and dad's kid figured out by the time I was like <laughs> six or seven. I'm like, yeah, this is easy. There you go. I, looked, I never thought about that before either. I think you're the first person ever to say something like that. It like, was nice. Just like, bing, in my like, head. Well, yeah. That makes sense. Of course they like me best. I'm the <laughs> best one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your dad a little bit, though. Yeah. So, uh, you grew up, so he, a principal, obviously. So, mm-hmm. how, what does he, uh, does he run the house the way he ran the school, or what, what, what was the Jeske house like? Uh, we were well-behaved kids. He worked a ton, because, I mean, he was feeding eight kids, and... Well-behaved because of him or well-behaved? Because of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, um, he, he's a consistent disciplinarian. And, and it was never, well, I mean, once in a while, you know, you're human. You're, right. you're going to yell at your yeah. kid because you're mad at him. But most of the time it was like action, consequence. That was, yep, I broke a thing. I'm going <laughs> to get a spanking. There it is. End of discussion. Go sit behind the fridge till your dad comes home. That was the line. Behind the fridge. Well, it wasn't really behind the fridge. It was just like <laughs> off in the corner, and there was like, you had to sit next to the garbage can. Ooh, yeah. Until 
You just sit in that little chair till your dad got home, and you just just waiting for it. It's gonna. What is something about it? Just sounds menacing, you know. Go sit behind the fridge. Oh, yeah, you kind of. It's not in the corner because it was the corner, but we called it behind the fridge. Yeah. And you're sitting there, and my mom would always use. She called it the African mixing stick, (laughs) and it was this flat piece of mahogany with a wide end. Ooh. And man, that thing would not break. But yeah. Ouch. I was a. See, um, (laughs) I was a seventh kid, and when I was three or four, my parents bought a book called How to Deal with the Strong-Willed Child. Seven kids in, and I made them buy a book. And Is they, that the uh, Dobson one? Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Classic. They, yep, and they followed through, and they were consistent. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they beat it out of me. I turned, I turned out okay, but man, I feel bad for them. <laughs> You, are you going to spank Oscar? So you have you have a son right I do. now. How yeah, old is he? Three and a half. Three and a half. He gets okay. plenty of spankings. And you have a, you have another one on the way. Yep. How yep. how soon? Uh, December. December. End of November. December. Somewhere right. in there. Yeah. Are you guys the the wait and find out the gender type or? Oh yeah, guys... we're gonna wing it. Awesome. Yeah. That's what we did with Oscar. There you nice. go. Yeah. Do you paint the Do you paint the room like half blue oh. and half pink or? <laughs> it was yellow. Maroon. <laughs> it was already yellow when we moved in. Which is great. Yeah, that's how. It's one of the reasons we picked this house because they did all the painting. Okay. And it was wonderful. We're like, yeah, yeah, we like it. So it was just like this when you moved in. Yeah. This is awesome. It really is. It's just a beautiful house. I love it. Cool. And you got like you live on one of those old brick streets too. Yes. And it's a little. To me, it's a little comical because they like don't maintain the brick. They just like Not fill in the gaps really. with concrete. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but prote- it's history. It is. It's We're gonna abuse our history, but it's, it's history. T- protected by the Historical Society of Kenosha. My uh, my grandpa calls them the hysterical society. Yes. And it's quite fitting. They quite are fitting. Yeah, they go nuts. <laughs> but so uh, Oscar gets spankings. He does. Yeah, but again, it's like it's not like oh you, not I don't know. I don't get mad and spank him. It's right. It's well sometimes I do, but for the most part, it's I. That's the one of the biggest things I learned from my dad was unconsciously learned from him was the consistency, like there's a rule and you make broad rules like yeah willful defiance like don't hit the dog and he looks at me and he takes his wooden sword and he hits the dog in the face now you're getting a spanking because that's <laughs> that's right. the line and right yeah yeah so uh what would you say to somebody that doesn't that tells you that it's inappropriate to spank your kid what would you say to him um i think it depends on the kid because there are kids that where spanking doesn't work i have one of my nephews, one of the 13 nieces and nephews that I have, um, he would laugh when you spanked him. <laughs> Didn't work. But, um, so, I mean, I, the next kid will probably be totally different, and he'll laugh at me right, when I spank yeah. it or, or whatever. Um, so I think it depends on your kid. It's really effective for Oscar. Okay. And it works. So that's what we went with. We've tried other things. Like, it, it, he's very imaginative. So if you put him on timeout, he has a blast. <laughs> he just sits there and he walks his little finger person or his little hand dog, as he calls it. Hand <laughs> dog. <laughs> you know, when you. Yeah, when no. Fingers I, the head and you it. walk around. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your middle finger's your head. Yeah. yeah that is kind of like. He I mean, calls it a dog. I always called it a brontosaurus. A brontosaurus. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. a giant tail, though. Your whole arm it is. is like the tail. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a paleontologist. <laughs> yeah. I went for music. What do I know? <laughs> 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 Okay, so uh, when so uh, you've got your second kid on the way, what do you think? Is anything going to change with the second kid around, or is he pretty much just? Oh, everything's going to change. Everything's going to change. What do you think is going to change? Um, I'm going to sleep even less. <laughs> is my first plan. I'm just prepping myself for that. Uh, we're g- we're interested to see what Oscar does because he's going to be the swing vote in the uh, thing. Yeah, he's he's excited about it. He knows the baby's coming. 
We'll see if that sticks around. Because he's going to lose, because he's been the only child, and I stay home three days a week. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, teach, I teach lessons out of the house over here. And that's, so I have people come to me, usually right. while he's taking a nap. Yeah. So are you, are you guys can have the attitude of like, yeah, it's another kid. We got this. Let's roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're excited about it. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to have to upgrade from the Civic. I don't think that's going to fit two kids and a dog. Are you going to be a minivan family? Never. Ah, see, that's, that's my attitude. I will never drive just, a minivan. And you know, it's a stupid principle, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. I, to, be, I, to be honest, I, someday I might even get in the position. Obviously, I'm a, a few steps away from this, uh, but uh, I might even get the position where, like, as long as you let me keep my truck, you can drive whatever you want, but I will not drive the minivan. Nope. <laughs> that one, oh man. Yeah. There are a few things I detest more than sitting in the driver's seat of a minivan. They're really, un- I don't like them. I don't like driving them. They're not good. No. I understand the storage. I understand the ease, but yeah. I'm out. I, especially yeah. the people that have like two kids. Like there is no good reason There's for no you to reason. have a minivan. Yeah. So we're yeah. looking at like, it's just like mid-sized, like small uh, SUV type thing. Yeah. Like, Big trunk, it can tow a small trailer. It's just like putting your hands up to the world and going like, ah, I quit. Here comes yeah. the dad bod. I know like, people are going to get upset about that, but that's, that's the okay. truth. They're yeah. allowed, you're allowed to like minivans. Yeah. It's, it's just ahead. not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. And as long as I can, I will fight it. <laughs> so what do you see? You, you talk about how great your dad was, really. Yeah. Uh, do you see things in yourself where you're ever just like, do you ever have those moments where you're just like, oh, that's what my dad would have said? Yeah, all the time. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a mixed bag. Mixed bag? (laughs) Mixed bag. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there are some things. You know, my dad, he's almost 80. Yeah. He's he's up there. He's always been an old... For me, he's always been an old dad. I've always had an old dad. You know, yeah, my dad just turned 60. My dad just turned 40. (laughs) Yeah, my dad could be your grandpa. Yeah. You know. Um, But there's a lot of... I don't know. Some of my other siblings did not enjoy their time. Like, I understand that I definitely had a different... With that many kids, oh, yeah. you're going to have a different For dad sure. than your first two siblings yeah. did. Um, and so some of them didn't like... I mean, he was... You know, you have more energy to be strict mm-hmm. at that point. And oh, so he yeah. definitely got lax. <laughs> I'm not... No, I'm going to say lax. He relaxed a little bit Yeah, uh, with us. Um, but yeah, there are some times where I'll say things and I'm like, ooh, that was dad and that was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't wrong. Right. The delivery could have been better. Yeah. Are there, is there anything that that he does really well or he did really well that you like growth area for you? Um, explaining doctrine. Oh, yeah, especially with a younger kid like that. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good about applying um applying religion to your life. Like making faith not school and church, but what you did. Like it's not ah. it's not a part of your life. It is your life. Like your faith is your life. It's how you live. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, he was really, he made that a big, made that a big deal. And I think I picked that up from him. Not to like toot my own horn, but right. I'm pretty good at that. Like explaining stuff like that to kids, which is great because I teach voice lessons. So you get, oh, one on, yeah. you get one-on-one lessons. Yeah. And you get really get to know kids and like they get really like, it's, I'm going to call it 30 to 40% therapy. <laughs> no, I mean, I believe it. sometimes they're what entire age? lessons. Uh, most of them are high school. Okay. Yeah. I, got a, I, I mean, got you a need a lot of guidance in there. Five-year-old student and a 52-year-old student are my, okay. that's my yeah. age stretch. But most of them are high school and most of them are high school girls. So, you know. Yeah. You no, remember I, being a high school girl? Yeah, I, I, to, I do yeah. remember being, I turned my base up a little bit if that's yeah. what you think. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got a beard. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, this might be the longest beard I've ever podcasted with. It keeps getting caught on a microphone. Look, I was seeing that. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's actually getting it fluffed in. up over there. Yeah. Nice. Wow, the humidity is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> my, my facial hair just goes crazy. <laughs> so uh, do you want to have like a house full of kids like your parents did? Uh, that was originally the plan. Okay. And then, yeah, we were... We were about to have kids, and then we got the call to Shoreland, and he's like, I oh, yeah. probably shouldn't have a kid my first year there. And then we had Oscar, and he showed up three months early, which uh, ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruined it. <laughs> oh, Come shit. on, Oscar. Jeez, get it together. <laughs> it's all about attention for him, I think. But, but no, then they're like, well, you know, you should probably not try that again for two years, which kind of bumped it back. And, well, yeah. and then we went right. to Panama, and they were like, hey, you probably have Zika. I'm like, oh, that matters to us. Okay. So we'll wait some more. And yeah, so we finally got around to it. Still shooting for three would be the goal. Okay. But yeah. Cool. So uh, when you, you talked, going back to what you said a second ago about uh, your, you can tell this, this podcast is being recorded in the morning. We're drinking yeah. our coffee. Wait till this coffee kicks in, baby. <laughs> Woo! This is great. Best podcast I've ever done. Super great. You say, well, wait till the next episode, folks. We're going to be all hyped up on coffee and ready to rock and roll here. But so you talk about your dad being really good at, um, I like what you said about it's like scripture isn't just what we do at church or at school. Like it's it's the way we live our lives. Can you expound on that a little bit? Like what does that look like, or what did he, like how did he show that or teach that? Yeah, one of the things I don't I don't know if he said it to me a lot because I can't come up with a lot of situations where he said it. But a uh, question that really stuck with me is like, all right, how does that decision fit in your faith? Wow. And it's not how does your faith fit into that decision. How does that decision fit in your faith? And so you're looking at things like, well, you know, this kid pushed me on the playground and I pushed him back. And he's like, well, how does that fit in your faith? I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. All right. That sort of thing. Yeah. And he's like, and, oh, the one that gets me all the time. That still bothers me. It's like he's sitting in the backseat poking me in the head in the car. It's like, I'm going 72 and a 70. I'm going, oh, that's breaking the law. <laughs> I'm sinning. Bad. Uh, all right. And it's. I don't want to say it's irritating. Sorry, I just whacked the microphone. <laughs> Good sound, though. Um, I caught the spring. So. Oh, you got the spring? I don't think you can really hear that. Now. A little bit. Maybe. If I you don't could, know. we're playing with our springs right now. It's a good time. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's stuff like that where you make the little decisions in your life, which has a lot. To, and that was the other thing he was about was little decisions. Because life is much more little things than it is big things. Yeah. I like the way I like the way you, you framed it as, I am my faith. Like faith is what I am and what all this is. How does you know, your how do your actions and your choices fit into that? I like that. I never never pictured it that way before. I like that a lot. And uh, I think one of the things that, to be honest, I think I got it from you actually oh, when geez. when I was a student and you were a Vanguard instructor. But what I'll do with my students all the time is I'll just like put a finger to my temple and just like tap my temple like think. What do you like? Think this through, and uh, like the conversation. Then it all usually follows that up. Is you know, like sometimes it's as simple as like good choice, bad choice. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Um, but uh, like a lot of times, it'll also be like, is that a good reflection on on me as your teacher, on your family? Like, like is that really mm-hmm. the way you want? Like, if we're on a field trip, it's like is this really the way you want them to remember us? And like, if you build that culture of everything I do is centered in faith then it just automatically fits in. I like that a lot. It's neat. Cool. Yeah. It's a really good guide. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to get get down on yourself. Oh, for sure. But yeah. For sure. Okay, so young Ben Jeske. What was young Ben Jeske like? Worthless. Worthless? Yeah. How so? 
Um, he's too smart, and he figured out the system. So, like, um, took the ACTs super, super late, because, again, I was lazy and worthless. Uh, so I got, like, a 32 on my ACTs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that good? I don't. I don't know. I was told to go take this test for college that I might go to. And then, and then I got called into the dean's office and he said, Ben, you're, uh, you got a 32 on your STs. That's pretty good. You know what your grade point average is? I'm like, no. He's like, 3.2. He's like, those numbers shouldn't be the same. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I think we had the same, I think we had the same conversation in the same dean's <laughs> office 10 years apart. Yep. Because I, I took mine, um, I went and stayed at a friend's house the night before I took my ACT. And we didn't drink in high school. Um, but we did, we had, so that night we had, I believe it was even the morning of prom. So like we had partied all night and then it was the morning of prom and then, but we had spent the entire night. We didn't drink. So we just went and bought cases of monster. Excellent choice. And we bought like a stack of like 20 frozen pizzas. And this is, this is where it really gets gross is we would drink monster and just get all like hyped up and acting stupid. Mm -hmm. And uh, then like go outside. We were like playing. It was a farm. So at one point we were like drag racing mini motorcycles down a county Good trunk, choices. Um, driving around on ATVs, stuff like that. Later in the night, like middle of the night, closer to the morning, we were on top of the barn playing barn dodgeball. Uh, so you have a group. Yeah. One team is on the ground. One team is on the roof. And if you oh, that's safer. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. So if so if you if you get hit with a ball, you either just like flop down your butt right where you were and slide off the roof onto the ground. And that was great until somebody hurt their back, which yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, we should have should have seen that one coming. <laughs> um, but when you drink that much caffeine and like taurine and all that, like your system can't process it, so eventually you puke. Yes. So that's what the frozen pizzas were for. You, you just reload on frozen frozen pizza, and go. then you start drinking more more. It's like the high school. It probably was worse than actually drinking would have been. Probably, yeah. Your yeah. heart at that point. Oh was just my going, goodness, no, it was terrible. Asleep. Please fall Yeah, asleep. but so then, like on four hours of sleep, hyped up on Monster, I sat down and took this ACT, and and the farm we were at was like thirty five minutes away from the place that took the ACT. Like walked in as they were handing out the paper, the test packets. Yeah, you know, right. like barely filled in my name before the clock started. And then uh, took this thing, took the writing portion, ended up with a 28 like, on zero effort yeah. at all. Like, yeah. my parents signed me up for a class. I, I know my parents listen to this, so maybe I should. <laughs> Hopefully they forgive me for this. Sorry, Mom. But they signed me up for a prep course. And the, uh, You're stupid high schoolers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was me and my best friend sitting in the, in the room together just acting like just, oh, my Wiener goodness. Schnitzels. Oh, yeah. 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 As, uh, as my grandpa would say, shysters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shysters. <laughs> And uh, oh my goodness, yeah. So then, so then I got my my uh, score back, and I, I got a twenty eight. And uh, thought, oh man, if I took this again, I bet I could get. Because I was going, I knew I was going to MLC, but it was like uh, twenty eight was a certain scholarship, and then thirty was another scholarship, and then thirty two yeah. was another scholarship. I was like, man, I could save some money if I actually yeah. took this thing. So I went to my parents and said, I want to take it again. I think I can do better. And they were like. What makes you think you can do better? I was like, uh, uh never I wrote, mind. No. I think it was it's good. Twenty eight's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean that scholarship's good enough for me. Yeah. I lost that scholarship in about eighteen months anyway, so Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Oh. Don't be like me, folks. Don't yep. be like be like me once I turn twenty two. Don't yeah, be like me before right. that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give the same advice. Yep. yep. So uh, to lead into that then, I, I love to ask this question of my of my guests. If you could go back and spend five minutes with your eighteen year old self, what would you tell him? Oh, 
no. So my first thought for that was like, I'd go back and I'd punch him in the face. <laughs> I was like, get your act together. What are you doing? Because um, I made a lot of stupid choices outside of school too. I mean, it wasn't just I was bad at school. I was all around dumb. Just not not dumb. I was like wicked intelligent, but yeah, yeah. but <laughs> ma- not making good choices and yeah. not seeing all my options was another like I just I felt stuck. Um, so first I was like, what are you doing? Why, why would you do that? Uh, and then I started thinking about it some more and I realized, um, I went to MLC to get out of Kenosha because I decided to go to MLC end of July, beginning of August oh, after wow. senior year. Cause I just hadn't made a decision because <laughs> you know, uh, that's what I did or didn't do back then. And so, yeah, that's where I met Renee. That's how I, well, I married her, which was yeah. amazing. Um, my roommate, uh, he was a guy from high school that we were kind of friends, but he's one of my best friends now. Yeah. And he was my best man. And that was rooming with him for two years was great. And then I ended up at FVL, which was a life-changing thing. I really grew. I ended up finishing school at Osh- UW Oshkosh, okay. where I met some incredible people, made some great connections. And, and it's just a great place up there to live, too. It's just a good area to live. Yeah. No, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there are many great things about Appleton. And I enjoyed my time there. <laughs> I feel like you're striking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it isn't where I would choose to live. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all. Well, I think I would agree with that. I'm, I like I'm certain there are more. people in Appleton living to this, listening yeah. to this. Oh, yeah. 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 So I love to go back and visit. <laughs> it's great. But it's just too close to the Packers. You're not a Packer fan? I'm not a football fan. I uh, used to be until I lived in Appleton. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's just a different culture. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. No, I, I can understand it's, that. Uh, yeah. Fanatical. I, so I was talking to someone. We'll get back on, the, on topic yeah. in a second. But <laughs> I was talking to somebody who was talking about. who was, I asked their Bear fans. And I asked them, why do Bear fans hit? No, they weren't Bear fans. I think they were Bear fans. doesn't matter. Said, I, I understand why Packer fans hate Bear fans. And, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, I understand that too. I said, well, if you're a Bear fan and you understand why Packer fans hate Bear fans, why do you hate Packer fans so much? He says, it's not so much the team. Like, the rivalry is part of it. But the biggest reason I hate Packer fans is they're not football fans. Bear fans are football fans who are fanatical about the Bears. Packer fans are fanatical about the Packers and could care less about football. It's so <laughs> and I true. was like, you know what? I might be a giant Packer fan, but that is absolutely true. Yep. I remember when we were up there when Brett Favre retired. Oh. And the feeling in the school. This this was one of the the turning comments for me on football, where I was like, I'm done. Some kid was like, It's like Wisconsin's dad left. <laughs> we're like, I'm like, what? What? That's absurd. He's not even that nice of a guy. Like, what? Oh, my goodness. Uh, and the other one was Renee like got yelled Wisconsin's at. Wisconsin's dad yeah. left. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you mean that? And, like, the school was depressed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I will admit, at Shoreland, we actually took time. Like, we stopped class, and there was probably a television in every classroom to watch his retirement right. press and conference. That's, that's, you know, 150 miles away. <laughs> This is like right back door there, and it's just goodness gracious. And the news is like 365 days a year. Oh, They're yeah. talking about the Packers. Yeah. There's a 15-minute Packer section up there. I'm just, yep. That's amazing. And the other one, Renee got yelled at by a parent because she assigned like a 
it was like a paper, a project over the weekend. You're like, um, you know that they're playing the Bears this weekend, right? Not the Packers. You know they're playing the Bears this weekend, right? I'm like, Who? Your kid? Is your kid playing the Bears? Oh, like, man. I'm like, this is just a different... That is awesome. And they're not all like that. They're no. Not. Yeah. But there's a lot of them up there. There are a lot of them. And that's their thing. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's, that's not my thing. All right. Cool. Anyway, going back yeah. to... So, so anyway, God's plan. <laughs> God's plan was bigger than mine. And all of that ended up... And I have Oscar. And I ended up... And being in at FBL, I got to do Vanguard for... What? I did it for eight years, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was, it was a while. It was a long time. It was great. And, and you're good at it, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're swell. <laughs> um, but all of... The, I don't... So I think it wouldn't be change what you're doing because you can't, you can't change what you did. It's, right. That's your past. That's now... It, it's fact now. Mm-hmm. And history and fact don't change. Yeah. But you can change how you deal with it. And at that ah. point, I'd made a lot of mistakes and I didn't realize that I felt really guilty about my mistakes. Looking back, I can see it. Um, talking with Renee and pastors and all sorts of people about all the stupid stuff that I did <laughs> and how much it, I was bogged down by what I did and how that, I mean, it took me a thousand years to get out of college. Uh-huh. Like I did three years at MLC and like seven at Oshkosh. I mean, wow. on and off. Yeah. Cause there were just gaps in classes right. and stuff like that. But yeah. And a lot of that was just, I was so bogged down by my past and all the stupid stuff I did. I, and I was placing my value in what I did as opposed to looking to God and my faith. Like, again, I was looking at my life and my faith as opposed to my life in my faith. Wisdom. Yeah. And so, so if anything, I'd go back and be like, D- get over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I respond to tough love fairly well. Um, big fan of it. Because sometimes you just need, you do need a little kick in the butt and a slap mm-hmm. in the face. And it was like, snap out of it. Like, that's not, it's done can't do anything about it you're already forgiven move on that would be the biggest one yeah yeah to keep pouring on the love here that's that is one of the other things (laughs) i appreciated when you were with vanguard uh that is one of the things i appreciated about you is you would look me in the eye fairly often and just say like stop you're being an idiot (laughs) like okay thanks and i was definitely being an idiot (laughs) oh i'm sure you were because you know you're you Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I was you. <laughs> yep. We all were at some point. Well, yep. not we all. There's, no. a, there's, a, there's a crew of us. So there's yeah. a, uh, do you listen to country music at all? On occasion. On occasion. There's a, uh, oh, what's his name? Kip Moore. There's a Kip Moore song called I'm to Blame. Yeah. And there's a line in there like, they don't make guys like me. I'm exactly what you see. It's a, come from a long line of bloodline that's not going to change. But like the whole song's about like, if there's anything going wrong, like if some like if if crap's hitting the fan, just point at me. It's that's, probably my fault. I'm prob- <laughs> just, if I didn't do it, I convinced him to. Yeah, like that. yep. That's the way. That's the way I still operate at school. Just like, oh, something went wrong. I'll go see the I, principal. My <laughs> just bad. Like, All right, what do I need to do to clean it up? It's probably my mess. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's that fine line between mischief and misbehaving. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Well, and, and and people ask me all the time. Or, or they'll say stuff to me like, oh, you're just a big kid at heart. And I, I'll disagree with them. I was like, no, I'm not a big kid at heart. Like, I've definitely, like, I, I would say at this point, I'm, I'm definitely coming into my own as a man, as a yeah. man of God. I'm, I'm not just a big kid anymore. Um, however, it has not taken the boy out of me. Like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no Peter Pan, um, but I certainly still I enjoy some mischief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Life is boring without prefrontal mischief. cortex. I understand the consequences of what's going to happen when I do this. And I'm going to weigh that. 
how oh, much yeah. how big of a mess am I gonna have to clean up? Yes, it's worth it. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, and that's a, always a struggle for me in the adult world is like because I, I just do it. Because if I don't do it, I'm going to be more bored and miserable. Mm-hmm. And then adults are always kind of like, well, trying to be like so caught up in being professional and presentable and whatever. You can be professional and presentable and still amicable and have some fun and yes. do some teasing and all that kind yep. of stuff, too. It just yeah. adds some flavor to life. It does. Yeah. My, my roommate complains fairly often. Just like, why do people love you so much? <laughs> it's like, it's because I don't worry about whether they love me or not. I just have fun. Yep. And that's not perfect. And I know I'm it's tooting not. my own horn here, but but yeah, yeah, I do a lot of the same. Like I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of me. Yeah, yeah. You, what you deal with, how you deal with me is. Yeah, there you go. To be blunt, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk about that in, a, in one of these uh, in our last interview here. So this is number one of three. Okay, we'll talk good. about that in the last one too. Okay, good, we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. sweet. So uh, last question on this particular episode here: um, What does it mean to be a man of God? What makes a man of God? This one I thought about for a really long time because, I mean, there's lots of general, like, you live, you live your life for Christ. You do this. I was trying to find a, a sum-up phrase, and there isn't one. That's, that's what I came out with, is that there just, there isn't a, there isn't a short answer for this one. It's, it's a way of life, and, it, and it's how you live your life for God and with God because you don't, because you're not his servant, and he's there. He's there with you, so you're not doing it alone. I mean, yes, you're mm. doing you. We. Wow, I'm articulate. Burger, burger, burger. But you sound uh, great, voice teacher. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Um, bud. Stomach ulcer. <laughs> bud. Um, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Oh, yeah. So you have. It's it's born in us the instinct to be a man, to be a leader. Um, to love your wife as Christ loved the church, to raise your family in the way that they should go, and all that stuff. And the, the, I think one of the biggest fears of most people is failing. Like, you don't want to fail, and you don't want to look bad. And one of the greatest things about being a Christian is that it's, is you know you're going to fail, and you know that it's okay. Like, it's not that it's okay to fail, but that it'll be okay after you do. Ah. Uh. And so you just have to go. Like, you go and you do. And you don't live... Like, I'm not... God doesn't get anything out of me following his commands. Mm. That doesn't do anything for him. I mean, I, I'm... Yeah, so I'm not... And I'm not doing anything for myself. It's just my thank you. That's all that yeah. we can do. It's kind of a practical application of... Like, that last verse of In Christ Alone, the idea of no guilt in life, no fear in death. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it is what it is. My, the, my end game has been determined. Yep. Like, on the last day on earth, first of all, I've talked about this before, too. It's like, best day ever. Like, <laughs> what's the worst thing that could possibly happen to me? I die? Okay. Wrong. <laughs> it's like, or, or physical harm, too. It's like, oh, punch me in the face. Take two days off my life. Get me to heaven okay. faster. Good. Sweet. There it is. Awesome. Uh, but yeah. just that idea of my end game, my, my end has already been determined. So the stuff in between is like it's the stakes aren't that high. Yeah. Just do it. It's yeah. It's not. I mean, so you're going to fail mm-hmm. and people are going to be like, oh, he failed. And then does that make you it doesn't yeah. make failing doesn't make you weak or yeah. less of a man. Like what makes you less of a man is when you like, oh, I failed. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, well, then get up. 
do it again. Do it right this time. Yeah. So, yeah. Even, I, I, the way I like to, I keep interjecting myself into That's this right. conversation, but the, uh, I, I, uh, what I like to do, like I'll talk about controlling your mess. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've got to be cognizant of the uh, consequences and make sure that, you know, you have the consequences under control. But at the same time, like, if, you, if you're willing to deal with the consequence, go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, relax I mean, and, and live some life. Yeah. you got to look at it like, okay, is, the con- is it – you have to look at the danger in that is mm-hmm. there's the consequence for you and then there's the consequence for other people. Right. Like, how right. much of a mess is this going to make for other people? Because mm-hmm. most of my mischief is usually just my mess. Right. Like, yep, I'm going yeah. to have to clean up the bucket of water that's going to get dumped on you. <laughs> like, uh, it's going to happen. How mad are you going to be? You won't get sick. You won't get hurt. Okay. Yeah, there you go. But, like, I mean, that's a very – very specific example <laughs> very of one specific. time <laughs> when it happened to show up. So, <laughs> so yeah. And again, like when you, it doesn't matter how you fail or how miserably you fail. You just, you just have to get up and do it again mm-hmm. and you can't. And then, um, yeah, I'm sure this, this wasn't in this topic, but yeah, we'll come back to this one too about, um, you're not defined by your failures. And you're not defined by what other people think of you either. For sure. Because you are responsible for, everyone is responsible for their own reaction to everything. Because if I could make you sad or I could make you happy, then I would do so at my leisure. But there, you know, or if movie directors could make people sad, every movie would be a smashing success. Yeah. Or it would all be funny. Cause, but you can't make someone feel something. Yeah. Everyone's responsible for their own emotions. And we have reflex, like we've developed emotional reflexes about stuff like oh that sort of thing that was not helpful line there um but (laughs) (laughs) so anyway uh edit begin here so we develop our own emotional reflexes and there are some things that we think make us sad and it's our cumulative like decision making that gets us to a point where like nope i choose to be sad when this happens and you Mm -hmm. can change that it's hard it's like if i threw a ball at you right now (laughs) some people would scream and duck Right. Other people would catch it because they've developed reflexes. Yeah. And you can change your reflexes. It's hard. Yeah. I've had to do it many times. <laughs> where it's like, nope, that's the wrong response to that. And I could, I could let this crush me. I could let it make me sad. I could let this make me angry. Nope, I'm going to let this make me better. Yeah. I'm going to learn from it instead of be sad about it. And so that, that applies. I'm going to talk about that a lot <laughs> in the next yeah. minute because it's so huge. It's so huge, and I try to pound that into my students, too, is that it doesn't matter. Like, what other people think of you is not your problem. That Agreed. is their problem. Well said. Yeah. If you checked the ball at me right now, it probably would just hit me in the chest, but then we'd see how fast you really are. Yeah, well, I'm pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick enough, that's the question. All right, thank you, Ben. Uh, this is interview number one with Ben. Uh, you'll hear from him again. Ben, if we wanted to find you, if somebody listening either wants to take voice lessons from you in the Kenosha area, um, how can they find you? Uh, email would be awesome. That's the best one. Right. What, what, is it, what is your email? Jeske, B-E, at Gmail. So it's J-E-S-K-E, B as in boy, E as in Edward, at Gmail. All right. Cool. Dot com, of course. Dot com. Uh, what about social media? You on social media at all? Yeah, kind of. Kinda, kind of hard to find. I'm on lockdown. Okay, you could find it if you put the effort in. All right. yeah. yeah. So if you want to reach out to Ben either for lessons or just to chat, or you want to hear some more Ben stories or whatever it might be, buy him a drink sometime. Go ahead and email him. Uh, otherwise, 
have a great day. We'll, we'll hear from Ben again in the future. Thanks for spending time with us, Ben. My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U-N-G-E-M-A-C-H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.